What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. How y'all doing? This is the Carmine Davis Show. How you been? I've been moving and grooving. Um, I left the house recently. You know, I'm, and I'm not dying. So, I, you know, I feel really, really, really good. Um, y'all know I was on lockdown for like two months, not moving. <laughs> By the way, I don't know where you're listening to this, Apple, Spotify, hopefully you listen to this on Spotify or Google Play, but take the time to smash that follow or that subscribe button, the little bell, follow the show and review. I'd love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe to get all of our episodes immediately when they drop on Thursday on Spotify. What's been up? What's the hot topic? What y'all talking about? Um, I want to talk about how y'all let Kim K tell y'all that the color black is nude for African-Americans. Um, a court, and if you haven't been paying attention to the new Kardashian um, drama, Kim Kardashian, this is coming straight from, as you know, lovebscott.com. Shout out to Love B. Scott. I usually, you, you won't hear me report news unless it's been confirmed and checked from Love B. Scott. Love Love B. Scott. Shout out to them over there. Uh, Kim Kardashian slam for describing black face mask on African-American woman as nude in quotation. Now, this looks like the mask that I bought from Target. She's selling masks. You know, they hustle over there at the Kardashian house. Uh, let me read you the drop and then I'll tell you what I think. The reality star promoted her new line of face masks on Twitter, describing them as coming in five shades of nudes. One of the five colors is a solid black described as onyx on the Skims website. Kim Kardashian may have been trying to be fashion forward with her new line of face masks, but many see the reality star as talking to, ooh, as taking at least two steps backwards in describing a solid black face masks on an African-American model as nude. The masks do indeed come in five different shades, with four of them arguably coming close to various skin tones, um, described on her website as sand, clay, sienna, and cocoa. But the last one described as onyx on the website certainly appears to be solid black. This would be fine if she had described them as face masks in various shades of colors as she did elsewhere, but it was her choice of the words nude in this particular tweet and the fact that she chose a black model to highlight an onyx mask. And if you see this sidebar, you see the the picture. This is obviously 40 different shades darker than the woman's skin tone. If you know anything about beauty, if you know anything about color and um, Roy G. Biving and the color wheel, you'll see and skin tone and what the word nude actually means in the fashion industry. You know that this isn't, New, this is black. But anyway, let's keep going. Um, she described it as nude in this particular tweet. And in fact, she chose a black model to highlight the onyx mask. That raised eyebrows and outrage online. On her website, there is a white model wearing the onyx mask. And on Instagram, she described the mask plainly as coming in five colors. It was when she shifted to Twitter that she caught fire for her post that is still up after two days. No surprise. 
She followed that tweet with another promoting the mask using more generic terms. And then, then another touting that they had sold out already and are being produced as quickly as possible to get them back in stock. She has since moved on to promoting the Summer Mesh line, which was also... <laughs> She has since moved on to promoting her summer mesh line, which also comes in onyx shade. But this time, Kim is modeling the piece herself, and there is no mention of nude. It's certainly possible that the whole thing was simply a mistake on Kim's part, who didn't fully realize that she was saying with, what, with that word, but many online see it as a sim example of casual racism. And on that, Kim should know better about considering her husband and her children are Black. Woof. Is she even aware of the outcry? The new term of, yes, she is. The new term was used on the, her personal Twitter feed to promote Skims line, and that tweet was retweeted by the official Skims account. Both tweets are still active in, uh, at this time, and both are filled with comments about how offensive they are. None of the comments have been responded to in any official capacity. 2Fab has reached out to representatives of Kim Kardashian for a comment. Well, uh, you know, this isn't the first time. I think I think Kardashian, especially, for some reason, it just keeps going back to Kim and racism. I don't want to give my personal opinion about Kim Kardashian because I'm kind of split, like, the average person. I think she is fly. I think she is a very smart girl. I think, I think she's a hustler, and I commend the hustle. I'll never knock the hustle. Um, as far as, where do I start? It's a lot of sus shit going on over there in the Kardashian clan. A lot of sus shit that we tend to just let go because they look good in photos. The original name of, of course, Skims. Skims is her a loungewear line. Um, I love that name. But originally it was Kimono, which uh, literally, literally pissed off a whole fucking country. Um... I, I think the Kardashians, what I like about the Kardashians is that they're cr very creative and somebody over there is really on the needle, on the nose of what's now, like creating a whole line of face masks and doing it. And these are clearly face masks that they bought online for like a dollar. And then they're reshipping it and repackaging it and rebranding it as Kim's. Which I've heard her Skims line, her, her shapewear, I partake in a little shapewear. You know, I love all of it. Whatever you want to wear to make you look fly and make, you know, whatever you're wearing look a little bit better. I'm I'm all about it. Um, I would rather go someplace else to spend my money, no matter what it is. I, I, I think the, the closest I get to investing in the Kardashian and uh, Jenner clan is Yeezy. I love Yeezy. I love, I, I have my issues with Kanye as a person, but what Yeezy stands for and the idea that this is a black man creating something that reminds me so much of Jordan um, and this new wave. And I love how they're literally like pieces of art he handles. I love the brain behind it. I love where it comes from. It's a very intimate um, collection. Like when I buy Yeezys, um, I feel like I am buying a piece of this man's art. So I appreciate that about that. And I can go on and on about Yeezy, but we're talking about the Kardashians. Uh, I don't, I've never, I don't own anything from Kylie's, Kylie Cosmetics. I don't own anything from KKW. I don't invest in those girls like that. I don't even watch the show. I do follow Kylie, 
because I mean, it's Kylie fucking Jenner. She's she is fly. Um, but as far as my financial dollar, there are so many other options that are more viable, that are uh, more quality, and that actually don't offend everybody. <laughs> Those I, I feel like they in their the Kardashians and and their rise in their race to the top. They have officially offended everybody, evenly. I love the we don't give a fuck attitude. I live for it. I think that that is the most hustling family in the world. They do not care that they're charging you $60 for a fucking mascara that costs them a buck on a quarter to create in a sweatshop. They're getting rich. You're getting mad. But y'all still run over there and give them hoes them your dollars. I respect them. I respect it, but I don't respect it enough to go and give them a nickel. I would never wear skims. I don't care if she comes out with a male line or not. I would never ever buy anything from KKW. I would rather go and get a dupe. If I see a color or something like that, I would rather go get a dupe and spin it someplace else. To me, they are like Jeffree Star. Even though Kylie and Jeffree Star don't get along, they're basically mad because they're the same bitch. I could go on and on about that you know, that mess, but they're culture vultures and they have take, taken, taken and taken and haven't given back. Kim with her reform and all of that, I applaud that. I think that is great. Getting people out of jail and putting them back in their homes and, and um, rehabilitating people. That's awesome. I'm all about that. That is nice on the small scale of what you have taken from my, my people and other people's like, literally rearranging how you look to look like one of us, but never giving anything to any of us and anybody in your clique. I don't know. I have, I have, I have my issues with the Kardashians. Um, but I love me some Kylie at the same time. Who is the, I like her. I would never invest financially in her brand brand, but I fucks with her. Um, her moves and I, you, you gotta respect it. All of them, they all to me move like hustlers. And you know, I, I applaud a hustle, but I don't gotta, you know, hustle with you or give you, you know, or let you hustle me. So y'all can go over there and get them, come on, them skims in five nudes. Okay. Let me tell you my story about nudes and I'm gonna move on because I'm not about to give them. Any, any shine. We're about to give them no ratings. But nude, I used to work at Victoria's Secret. That was my first job. And I remember I, they tell you what a nude bra, what a nude color looks like. Nobody, nobody is that color. Um, That was, what, almost 10 years ago? Damn near 10 years ago? I remember a woman coming in while I was at the wrap. I was on the cash register. And she was like, um, do you have black girl nudes? Like, she just kept shouting, where's the black girl news? Where the black girl news? And everybody just looked at her crazy. And I kind of did too, you know, but I didn't laugh at her until I thought about what she was. I, I didn't laugh because I was thinking about what she was asking for. And the answer is, we didn't have it. We had a caramel color, which was like, and she was looking for a particular bra. It was a body bra. 
And um, if you know anything about body, they come in all these beautiful shades, but they were supposed to complement your skin shade, not match. And there's this caramel, caramel, like golden one, which was a beautiful color. And I was telling her that was the closest one that we have when we have black. And we have the nude, quote unquote, which is more like a, a beige in the color wheel. And, and until I got to foundation or beauty, I had no idea that nude color was a slap. That idea that that's the color when you go and look for slips for ladies or bras or whomever or panties, you see nude, that is not your color. Nine out of 10 women, that is not your shade. It's like a sand or a beige, like a khaki sometimes too. So since then, things have changed. There's nude, there's a cocoa nude, or I've seen um, a brown nude, or, um, you know, like they've changed. They've really stretched um, the concept of nude. And now we have Kardashians and she has five nudes that don't match any anybody's shades. There's a white, a beige, a black, and maybe like a brown. And she's passing them off as nudes, except uh, instead of what they are, compliment, complimentary shades. Saying that it was nude is kind of like a slap in the face, kind of, to consumers. But y'all go over there and give them their money. I don't, they know what nude looks like. Could you put this on your baby, one of your babies, and pass it off? Could she wear it? No. Can Stormy wear this color? No. Can Travis, can Kanye? Can Kim? No. So naming it nude and and then on top of that, not deleting your tweet or responding to the consumers, they don't give a fuck. But y'all made it sell out. So y'all don't give a fuck either. So I want to move on and let's talk about somebody else who don't give a fuck. And she has a million reasons why. And I'm going to talk about it. This week's spotlight artist is Rihanna. Riri, Riri, my girl from Barbados. And she does not give a fuck about y'all wanting another album and she shouldn't. And I'm going to tell you why. Three reasons off the top of my head that I can name why Rihanna is not giving y'all an album until she's ready is one, she don't have it. Two, y'all don't know what y'all want to hear from Rihanna. And three, y'all are not going to support it when it drops. One, she don't have it. Rihanna is literally about to become a billionaire. I don't know if you know this. I know the average person doesn't know this because Rihanna doesn't talk about it a lot. Um, Rihanna was broke for a very large majority of her, her career. Like a lot of artists broke. MC Hammer broke. And she came up. And at one point, her come up was with music, but for the last couple of years, it hasn't been. Music is not, it's a labor of love. Music is not about, no, music, nine out of 10 artists are not coming out of the, they're not paying their bills on just music alone. They're just not. Games have changed. The game has changed. Streaming and all of that is changed. You know, you getting, and as a major artist, you might get three cents on off a stream. Um, I think about, Pharrell Williams, you know, how as large as Happy was, he literally only made $2,700 in songwriting royalties from 
43 million million plays of happy on pandora 2000 not 27000 excuse me he made $2,700 in songwriting royalties from 43 million plays of Happy on Pandora alone. During that time, Pandora was a monster. It was huge. So he only made $2,700. He is the writer, producer of that song. And I'm going to have a link in the description. This is from Business Insider. He only made $2,700. So think about how much Rihanna was making. She didn't write her hits. Didn't produce it, didn't do anything. So getting her out of her debt or getting her into a lavish lifestyle took touring and business ventures and collaborations and smart deals, not music. So no, Rihanna might not have anything to give us. She's not, she, but she will give us a new highlighter, a quality highlighter spotlights people and does not offend people with the consumer in mind. So yes, I, and I support Fenty Beauty because it has us in mind, unlike previous brands that we named. So she's making bread other places. So two, we don't know what we want from Rihanna. She released that. She says she wants to do a reggae and a dance album. Everybody's lukewarm response to that. What do you want from Rihanna? Can she come back and give us anti-vibes? Are we going back to Good Girl Gone Bad? Are we? Do we want a pop, rock, R&B feel from Rihanna? No, nobody knows. Rihanna's done so much already that girls are still trying to catch up with. She's done every trap, all of it. What would Rihanna's, what, because she's not, it's not like it's, Someone like Alicia Keys, who has a sound that we know from Alicia Keys. You know, Alicia Keys literally is now just starting to branch out and and invite different sounds. But forever, Alicia Keys had a signature sound. We love Rihanna's work, but does she really have a signature sound? She can do it all. But now it's all been done. So what's next? What are we expecting from her? What are we getting from her? She released a song on Party Next Door. Y'all played and paid it. You know what I'm saying? So back to the drawing board. And who's got the time to play with Thickle fans now? All fans now of music is, is are Thickle. Like they are on to the next bitch so quick. They don't support an artist's development. And y'all really, really don't support artists as much as you say you do. You don't. The proof is in the pudding. Look on Twitter and how many people go up in the beehive. Where were y'all when Lion King dropped? The the soundtrack, her soundtrack. Brown Skin Girls should have been number one. Where were y'all at? Then, okay, three, we don't deserve it. <laughs> that leads me to my point. We don't support. It's going to drop. She could work and push, 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 push. Rihanna has a reputation. Rihanna's reputation is that she is, it's going to sell. It's going to be number one. Now with the games changing and everybody's TikToking to make their number song a number one, that's not Rihanna's bag. Why would she have to do all that? And if Rihanna does not come out with the heat and become a number one, we probably won't even think of it like a Rihanna album. Because the thing that we think about Rihanna when it comes to albums is smashing records and selling a number one, another song that 
took over the world. And right now, songs don't have that. Now, people are buying their shit and making it number one. Which is, you know, again, let's not knock a hustle. But that's not Rihanna's style. Rihanna has always put music in, and let's be real about it. Rihanna does quality work. Even her ballads are lush and beautiful. She's always contributed great work and we supported her for it. This time around, this is not what people are supporting. We're supporting TikTok. We're supporting songs that are the most streamed on YouTube that our kids watch on their phone or our iPod. That's what number ones are now. Not the best quality of work. So, and could you see Rihanna coming out with a TikTok song? Like, think about it. Like, that's not Rihanna's bag. Like, and that's why we don't deserve it. We we are not in a position of supporting artists making good songs anymore. We're just TikToking. And that's cool. There's a lot of artists that are coming up from that. Megan, the stallion, Savage, TikTok. Like, there's a lot of it. Oh, I, I, Old Town Road. What was that? YouTube. The kids love that song. That's how it was number one. But there were so many songs at the bottom of that chart by artists who were genuinely putting out quality work that would have been number one a year or two or three or four years ago. That would have been the number one song right now because it was the best song out right now. So where does Rihanna fit? <laughs> where would you put Rihanna? Are, do y'all want to see her TikTok? And are y'all going to support it like y'all supported that Party Next Door song? That anti-rollout was scary. Y'all damn near didn't support that. And it became one of the best albums of the last 10 years. But before when it came out, y'all were not feeling that. I was on Twitter. I saw it. Y'all were like, what is she doing? She can't afford that. Rihanna has a reputation. So y'all are begging for this record and y'all harassing her about that record. But are are y'all going to support the girl? Support that Party Next Door track. That was something different from her. I like the song. I keep hearing, well, what, what did y'all want from her? <laughs> y'all want her to go and, and, you know what I mean? Like, what, what did y'all want from her? So, one, I don't think that she has it. She has no idea what y'all want from her. So she has not been, she probably has a bunch of different tracks. But she doesn't have anything for a record. Two, y'all don't know what y'all want from Rihanna. Nobody's giving her an idea. Y'all just asking for it. Three, and y'all, even if she just came in and brought y'all some hot shit, y'all not going to, are y'all going to support it? No. Y'all going to act like y'all are and stream it one or two times and go back to ratchet, savage, bougie, classy. All You know what I mean? This has nothing to do with anything, but there's been so many artists out, like, dropping. And I'm I'm even in that space. No, I'm taking my time on my record because music is not the breadwinner right now. I'm doing this for me. My all friendship is romantic record. And I'm going through things production wise with my particular collaborator. And so we have to iron that out. There's a lot of stuff that when you're a real artist, there's so much that comes out instead of just throwing albums out. Like even when she was throwing albums out, 
they were artistic or they had a vision and they had a movement behind it, a concept, an idea. It was, it, it was just not just some shit on an album and here you go. That's what y'all want now. Whatever will get y'all TikTok in and YouTube in. So the industry's changed. It's not the same. And y'all don't support. We don't. I, I'm going to put myself in that too. We don't support like that. But we, we're going to buy Rihanna stuff. I just got that uh, body lava that she just dropped. I don't know where the hell I'm It's I don't know where the hell I'm wearing body lava. I have three full body lava. But it's a support. That's the money I'm saving on not buying anything from Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner. I'm saving all that money and throwing it at whatever Rihanna puts out. <laughs> that's where my that's what's happening. But do you see what I'm saying? And Rihanna is not in a position of she wants to ball. Now she got that money, she's ready to save the world. Spending sin, spending bread, guap, chips, dinero on saving lives. Should I have to play with y'all fickle ass fans about an album that y'all are just going to let probably fall to the wayside? Because y'all will. Because y'all have. If y'all not going to support Beyonce, how y'all not going to, you know what I mean? And we love Beyonce. But facts are facts. I deal with facts. I'm a Capricorn. That Lion King album, it took Beyonce to a place that, that celebration, it was, to me, that was really her homecoming. She came back past Houston. That she came back. She went back to the motherland. She didn't have to do that. She truly created a sound, or she didn't create a sound. She ushered in a sound from her people. That is a representation of her people. And no matter what y'all say, y'all didn't support it. Y'all can come in and hive up on everybody else that has some kind of difference of opinion about her. But where y'all didn't hive up in iTunes to support, that was not, it was a good album. Brown Skin Girl should have been number one with all that energy. And Rihanna is not stupid. So that's what I think. If you dis- Let me know what you think. I'm sure you disagree. Let me know. Drop it in the comments. Email me, Show at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. I know you're going to lie, Rihanna Navy, and say that you are going to support, but... Survey says y'all don't show up. She'll go on tour before she'll go drop another record. And if she drops it, it's going to be just on some random day like this. Here you go, y'all, whatever. This is it. And if y'all don't support, I'll see y'all in a couple more years. I totally get her. I get it. I get it, Riri. You don't have to explain shit to me. You've done enough for me. You worked your ass off in this industry to be consecutive and then also pull yourself up by your bootstraps and now everybody around you is eating and now you're contributing to our culture there's more at hand right now there's more stuff going on you know what i mean there are bigger fish to fry right now in the industry these are there are a lot in the world instead of giving y'all pacifying y'all with something that y'all don't y'all just it's like she would give you a bottle and y'all just gonna knock it out her hand anyway so no, you starve until y'all ready to eat. <laughs> when you're ready to eat and y'all ready to support, then show her. Eat, eat that, eat that uh, party next door record. 
If y'all hungry, y'all want a new reread, go and stream that Party Next Door re- record. Let me know what you think. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow, subscribe. I, I don't bring in ads in this for a reason. Like, I don't allow people just to run up in here with ads. And if you sponsor, I'm, I don't like to interrupt and give y'all all those horrible grading ads in your ears. Yet, I haven't. So y'all could at least support by following and uh, subscribing, reviewing. But y'all are doing such a great job, and I really do appreciate it every week. I'm just, oh my God, there's still, and like more and more. Last week, my spotlight um, blew up my Instagram. That day, uh, maybe the day or something when Usher commented about Little Kim. Somebody, one of those Lil' Kim B members, the B, the B, high, I don't know what they call it. I don't, I'm a big Lil' Kim. Whatever it is, I'm in it. But <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Lil' Kim. But they shared my post or something like that. And for hours, it was getting notifications. And I was just like, I wanted to cry. So thank y'all so much. I mean, like, it was almost a whole day. Literally, I haven't had any hits like that in a long time like you know instagram has changed too so y'all gotta really literally go out and find it and i appreciate it and people streamed it it pushed us all the way up in numbers so i appreciate it but i want all y'all to follow subscribe and review and share this podcast if you really like it so anyway this next segment you know we always go in into my favorite this is quite as quiet as it's kept this is like my favorite um part of the show because i am a lover um so love and relationships is my favorite topic and i think also because that's all i write about that's all i think about is love I'm a lover boy like i i, I love love i'm in love with love on the low like i'm um, I'm a sucker for love. So love and relationships. I got together and I talked to my best friend, Charlie, one of my best friends. Um, and we, we always, he's a Capricorn just like me. And we always shout out to Charlie. We always just sit back and, um, discuss our issues. We're both Capricorns and we, you know, we're, we just don't know what we're doing wrong in relationships. And we always say, is it us? Is it, are we the toxic ones? Because so many people nowadays are ready to point the finger about you did this and you're toxic and you're this, that, and a third and yada, 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 yada. But how do you know when you're the toxic one? And um, of course, um, shout out to Elite Daily. They did an article called The 10 Signs You're the Toxic One in Your Relationships, According to Experts. Now, I trust Elite Daily when it comes to that kind of stuff too. I'll read their articles all the time, even before this. Do you feel like every single relationship you've been in has been toxic? No matter how beautifully things start, does the relationship just become poisonous like every single time? And it may be just that you are stuck in a pattern of picking the wrong people, or it might just be that you are that wrong person. And here are the signs that you are the toxic one in your relationships and how to fix it. One, you have control issues. I'm a little bossy. Yeah. I don't really carry that into my relationships. I might, I might not, but there are certain times when I I just feel like 
my last partner we worked on a we were working on um a project together we were doing something and I knew that my strong suit did not always was not always his strong suit and at that particular project or that thing that we were doing I chose I was like okay well but I was like okay babe just let me do this part and you know you just chill out and I'm gonna do this part he really wanted to do it you know he was like no I could and I was like well you know and it was some money on the table too. Like, let me just, let me do this. Cause this is, this is my bailiwick. Like, you know, I know what I'm doing. And I felt like he looked at it like it was about control. And in reality, I felt like that was me being honest, but maybe that's my thing. You know, I'm, I'm controlling. Have you ever been in a relationship where, you know, um, let's do this. It's my way. Or, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Trust me. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do that. Then you might be controlling. Two, you always want things to be your way no matter what. Now to me, controlling, um, can also be manipulating, like, um, maybe saying things in order to get a reaction that you are looking for or, or expect from your partner. I don't know how much I am, but I am sometimes, um, I wouldn't call it manipulative, not on purpose. I'm very blunt and honest. Like, I'm like, babe, you can't do that. So I can. So let me do it. Not in a sense. So maybe I'm not controlling, but maybe you're the type of person who always wants things your way no matter what. Um, I know someone who believes that when they are with someone that it, and I've been there, I've been guilty of it, that that's their job is to please you. And if you can't please me, what the fuck are you doing? You always want things to go your way, no matter what. And it's not really, they should be happy with pleasing you. It's not about what they want because they should be happy with pleasing you. So that is a toxic behavior. Or three, you don't respect their privacy. Now, this is this is like going through people's phone. Are you tempted to creep on your partner's, you know, social media from time to time? Are you grabbing the phone when they're in the bathroom, looking at who they're texting? Um asking questions in mixed company, bringing a sister and a brother to the, to the table and asking them private questions, you know, that they weren't ready to share with you. That's a sign that you're toxic. I, I one time, I've only went through um, a partner's phone one time. They went to the bathroom and I hadn't known. I, I've never really been cheated on. We were taking a break at that time. And I've never been cheated on that I knew of or that I was aware of, but my boo was in the shower and I was like, something is not right. We were talking. We were just kind of, we were coming out of a breakup. We were in a weird place. I, I put that, you know, I put him out, you know, all of this stuff. And he was coming back home, you know, let's just be friends. But something was like, something is not right. So I grabbed the phone on the bed and this motherfucker didn't have a lock on the phone or nothing. It was like one of those Samsung phones that you just swipe immediately. The first thing I saw was a message confirming that that this motherfucker was going this weekend to go see someone else. I was in I was in I was in Jackson at the time, Jackson, Mississippi, and this he was going to um Starkville, MSU, right? Yes, MSU to go see this motherfucker. This weekend, 
Immediately, I opened, I didn't have to look, I didn't have to click, I didn't have to clack. It was right there. I literally, immediately, I shut down. Tears were welling up in my eyes. I threw the phone down. I just rolled over. And then this motherfucker comes out the shower, gets in the bed, and was like, what's up? Nothing. And I... (laughs) It was like a movie. I just rolled, and now I have never gone through a single phone ever since. Never, never. They literally say, don't go looking for anything unless you want to find it, and that's true. But if you're that kind of person that goes through it all the time, that's toxic. Four, you need your partner to be the person you want them to be. Oh, this is a good one. I think a lot of us have dreams and concepts of no matter we people don't ever want to admit out loud that that person that they're with is someone with potential, not the person that they want to be with. If that makes any sense, you're with this person because they're the ones that hollered at you first. You thought they had pretty eyes. They had good hair. You love his teeth. You love her ass. You love her, you know, blah, blah, blah. but there are so many checks that they a lot of boxes that they don't check and you're like okay well I'm gonna make you better and that's not okay because they'll never check all those boxes I'm really good about loving people who they are I've never really I won't fuck with you if I don't like the way you are I believe in taking people as they are um, and, and adjusting. I'm really about that. Like I'm, you adjust who you know. I actually like knowing my partner like that. I would prefer to know who you are. I know what you're all about. I know what to expect from you. The rest of that is, you know, cool. Okay. Five, your needs are the only ones that matter. This was the one I was engaged to and I wanted to (laughs) get in a little raunchy. So skip. But if you're if you're around kids or and you're listening to this at, at your job, this is the NSFW part. I I loved sleeping with this person. That's all we really did. And I knew I was young. I was in I was young and engaged to this particular person. And um I didn't really know how to show affection like that. I don't I don't I didn't Looking back on it, I don't think I knew how to show affection other than physical touch and words of affirmation, which is my love language, words of affirmation. But I, I could not not keep my hands off this. This is my my fiance. I love this motherfucker. You know, what I'm like I thought everything up from you know the head to the toe was perfect, everything, and I wanted to touch it and touch it. But they had needs as well. And every time you know, oh, I wanna you know. I, I, I want to go out. I want to go. Let's go. Let's go here and there. Okay, but, you know, come here. Let me, you know, lick your neck real quick. You know, it was always that. And then next thing you know, we'd, we'd been fooling around for hours and we couldn't go where we wanted to go. So I think that's my part of it. Have you ever, you know, and some people, you know, your knees never get, you know, your knees are the only one that matters. Like some people will fuck you broke. You know, I... It don't matter how much, you know, it costs. Give me what I want, and I don't care if you're getting your bills or not. Six, you're emotionally withholding. <sighs> when your partner clearly needs a kind of kind word or some affection, you know, you find yourself intentionally holding it back from them. This is what I've experienced the most in all of my relationships, um, mostly all of them. 
um, I never really dated anyone who gave me really what I needed. And a lot, I remember one in particular that was like his claim to fame. No matter what I needed, do I look good today? Do I look good today? Good today? Like, what do you think about this outfit? I could have been fly as hell. Never, never could give me my tens. Never, never. Still to this day, I remember around my birthday. I would get text messages and all that stuff from everybody, not him, until the next day. It ha- the clock would have to strike like 12 on 1 on the next day, and it'd be like, happy birthday. Like, on purpose. Every year we were together, he did that. I was doing that after I learned that behavior. Like, I would not, I would I hold back. Where, like, I, I wouldn't, I'm, I love you to death, but I would never tell you. Because I learned that from dealing with so many people that are emotionally withholding that, you know, that's not what you do. I felt like that wasn't, you know, and I remember how they made me go crazy. So I'm thinking to myself, that's how you get and keep your boo. You just, you hold back. You don't, you hold on to your love, basically. But it's a toxic behavior that we all need to stop. And I have to stop giving into that. Seven, you find yourself telling you, you're... Seven, you find yourself telling your someone special how they should feel. Yeah, I, I did that a lot in my last relationship. You should be, you should, you should be happy that, <laughs> you should be happy that I let, I put our best foot forward. You should be happy. You shouldn't, you should be this, that, and the third. And never really letting that person feel how they feel. And that's a toxic behavior. And I'm sorry, boo, if you're listening. Eight. You use tears to get your way. I know I'm not guilty of this because I don't think any, except for that particular time when I found the phone, even that, even then I had the pillow over my face and I would not, I was holding that tear in. I was holding that (laughs) so bad because I never want to see anybody see me cry ever. That's my big thing. Even I'm a more of a happy crier, even when they make me want a happy cry. One time I was the last partner um, I was with, they did something for me that, that was, my last partner was the sweetest one to me. And I wasn't used to that. And they did something to me. We were at Walmart. It was actually for my babies. It was for my dogs. And they surprised me and they did something really sweet for them. And I was like, oh, you want to, you want to buy them something? Oh, okay. Well, you know, um, that's okay. Um, let me, uh, oh, I, I forgot. I got to get my body wash. And I went and bawled in the other aisle because I was just so happy. I'm a happy crier. And I, I, I'm, I will get emotional over something and just bawl. But I never use tears or anything to get out of my way. But do you do that? Do you drop at the bottom of my hat and that guilt them into doing what they want? That's manipulative and that's toxic, boo. Okay, nine. When you fight, you can be emotionally or physically abusive. I've only been physically in a physical abusive relationship one time. But, and we used to, we didn't even fight, fight like that. It was one time and it was just like really, really bad. And to the point where we never really even talked about it ever again. Like we just wouldn't even... You, I would bring it up all the time because that's just who I am. But like, and a joking. You remember you put your motherfucking hands on me, or remember when I had to whoop your motherfucking ass and blah blah blah. I'm sorry, excuse my language, but it's my podcast. I can say whatever. But you know, but um, my mouth. When I was growing, like my, I would, 
I could be very, I could be nasty. I could say some really mean things. And that's not what you want in a partner. And if you hit or cuss your boo out, then you're toxic. And drum roll, please. Your partner feels like they are always walking on eggshells with you. I wish I was like that. I feel like these motherfuckers just be coming in here doing whatever, whenever with me. Talking to me crazy. And I always try to keep a sense of security. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always feel like I'm like, okay, around me. um, You know, let me... um, let me create a sense of security. You know, I don't want this to be a safe place. I don't want you to ever feel like, you know, you have to run and hide from me. So, but I know some people, it's, ooh, when they get to fighting or when they their boo gets in the car and that motherfucker said, you know, this, that, and the third, and that look, when you give them that look, they're afraid to say anything. And that's toxic. We got to stop that. You need to stop. And if you are someone who does that, then you are toxic. And those are your 10 signs that you're toxic. I don't really know. I guess I would have to ask my exes. Every time I always try to ask them why we broke up or what's the issue with me, they always, I'm that one that, I don't know if they're trying to spare my feelings or what, but they're like, it's never you, it's me. And maybe my toxic part in that is that I don't leave that enough. Like, no, you, how would you not want me? And what would you, you know, why? How could you not want to sleep and with me forever? You know, and it's not all about that. I'm giving this person a physical love when they need an emotional love. Or, you know, how could you not... I'm supporting you. I'm buying this. I'm doing this. We're partners. And I'm talking about financial and business. And this person is talking about, again, an emotional. And so, I don't know. I feel like that was always my thing. But I've never, I don't know what my toxic trait is. Even if you are my ex and you can email me anonymously and tell me, I know, you know, I'm going to find you. I'm going to find out who it is. But you can email me and tell me what my toxic trait is. I'm always interested. I always feel like I'm that partner that wants to, I may, and that could be another thing that's annoying. I want to talk about it, put it on the table. Come on, let's have it out. You know what I mean? But I don't know. That could be toxic to some people who don't want to talk about it. I don't know. Toxic, 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 toxic. Everybody talks about what's toxic. I don't know. What was your toxic trait? Holler at me in the comments. Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. Um, I'll even post something on my Instagram. Tell me what your toxic trait is. Email me, message me, um, put it in the review in the comments. What is your toxic? What is your, because we all have it. What is your, um, what is your contribution to your toxic relationship? Because I, I think it takes two to tango. And like my best friend Sin always says, if there's a tit, there's a tat. So what's your contribution to it? But that's my show. This is this was is getting quicker and quicker and quicker. Um I used to it used to take me forever to record these shows. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in, and I have such a large part in the editing process. And um coming in here every week and talking to you guys um is 
it's, it's actually like honestly life changing. I didn't see this happening. This was just an idea and a concept to promote my record, and it's become some one of the most therapeutic things I've ever done. And receiving the abundance of love that I've received, I just can't thank y'all enough. I always do this every week. I always say this, but because it's real, and y'all don't owe me anything, and I thank y'all so much. And I'm so excited to release music. I am going to release music, and I'm not going to leave y'all hanging. But I get Rihanna on because y'all are ungrateful. But y'all are also the best thing that's ever happened to me. So one of the best things that's ever happened to me. So I love y'all. See y'all next week. And again, follow, subscribe, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Carmine Show. And see you next week.